I'm Gio Ruiz. Welcome to the Shooting the Breeze podcast, your neighborhood resource in North San Diego County. Whether it's businesses, restaurants, or things going on in your community, we have it covered. Thank you so much for tuning in, and without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shooting the Breeze. I'm your host, Gio Ruiz, and today I have a friend and colleague of mine who is the owner of Organization and Design. They specialize in decluttering, redesign, and staging. Uh, I'd like to introduce Shannon Vilas. Good morning. Thanks, Gio. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm excited to have you on here. Awesome. Me uh, too. So Shannon is a, is local, and we've run into each other a couple times in the real estate industry. We have, obviously, we work in the same field and I think we've worked together on a couple things so I wanted to get you on here to Mm -hmm. help people you know get a better understanding of what goes into designing and preparing a home as well as you know um, how they can improve maybe a few things here and there I know that show Mm -hmm. on Netflix has gotten so popular have you heard about it oh yes Um, it's called tidying up with Marie Kondo yes Uh, do you have you ever heard of her I've watched uh, some of her episodes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. It's just a personal interest. Absolutely. I mean, I imagine that if this is what you do, you have to be interested in it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I read her book, The Life-Changing Power of Tidying Up, mm-hmm. and how, you know, you when you get rid of something, you say, like, thank you, you've thank served you. your purpose, take care. Yes. And, and the biggest thing, I only remember, like, one thing from that book. I remember she said something about, instead of folding your socks up, or like balling them up and scrunching one over the other right. to f- lay them down together and like roll them so that when you put them on, they're not all stressed out from being pulled over each other and scrunched. <laughs> That's up. the one thing you remember from. So the all work? my socks are literally like folded in nice little oh. unstressed packs. Everything else is a mess. So that just totally improved your life, or what? <laughs> <laughs> it made it for a while. It, okay. It's great until I have to put them away again. Like, because oh. they're nice, like, they're all rolled and you just grab it. Right. But when it's time to put away the laundry, it takes extra long because I've rolled them into folded nice quadrants. Or Okay. So that's I the only it. thing. But for the most part, it's great. So that begs the question, are you less stressed because <laughs> you take the time to roll your socks? Or because you appreciate your socks more? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But can I just tell you that my socks are um, stressed out? Because I still roll them and like loop one over the other. Yeah, I just think that's the way to go. I might revert. Well, we'll see how your stress level is after you do that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Shannon, uh, you are the owner of a business organization design. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why don't you tell me a little bit about your business? How'd you get started? I got started, I worked in a real estate office for actually two different real estate professionals here in Escondido, and I eventually got laid off by both of them. Oh, no. Because the market goes up and down. But while I was doing that, I went back to school for design. Because that's always been a passion of mine. I actually spent 18 years in mortgage lending. I owned a loan processing business before this. So I had contacts in the industry, and I just asked myself, did I want to do this for another 18 years? Sure. And the answer was no. Yeah. So my love of design and real estate just kind of came together. Yeah. And then I was able to make some really great contacts when I was a real estate assistant. And um, I pitched 
my um, previous office mates on my service for redesign. Very cool. And one of them said, absolutely. And so most of my business came from that. And there's one in particular who I pitched first and uh, kind of happened by accident, really. One of the gentlemen I was working for said, I'm going on this listing appointment. I want you to come with me. And if you can think of anything the homeowners should do to get the home ready for real estate photos, please speak up. Okay. And then I just kind of took it upon myself to type everything up for them. And that became a design plan. Oh. And then I pitched some, after I got laid off, I pitched someone else and he loved the idea. And it just kind of, you know, the best business comes from necessity and creativity. There was a need sure. for people to know exactly how to get ready for their real estate photos. Realtors pay good money for those. You yeah. want to make sure your home reflects its best. Sure. So um, one of the biggest parts of my business is partnering with realtors and sellers. And I go in and I do a consultation with them before they have their photos taken. I see. And then they get a written design plan that's room by room. It becomes a to-do list for them. So it's not so overwhelming. Absolutely. And and I've worked with you on one of these or mm-hmm. before and they, they are awesome. So she, she goes room by room and writes up, you know, this could be moved here. You could take that picture from that other bedroom that doesn't really fit there, but it would make your living room really fresh. So the, just... The report is amazing, and it, it isn't so overwhelming that someone feels like they have to go to Home Depot, buy half the store, and you know tear out their kitchen. It's just little things you can move around to spruce things up and make them feel better. So I I think that that report you do is really cool. It, it, I guess not report. It's more of a what did you call? It's a report like or a consultation design plan. Design plan. That's right. right. Exactly. Very cool. Thank so, you. So. Your business folk does these redesigns and design plans, and right. you also do staging, right? Yes, okay. we do. Full house staging. So a 26-foot truck and all the furniture and rugs and lamps and art and, and enough. Wow, that's so much stuff. What does it all stay in between? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have three large storage units. I see. That makes sense. I, that mm-hmm. was not... I, I didn't think about what that question out until... No, it's a good question. <laughs> I get asked that a lot. Most people say that. Where is the, the, Where would this all come from? Yeah, yeah. most people say that. And I and I joke. I always say if any, to my husband, if anything ever happens to me, you're going to inherit a whole lot of furniture. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you guys do staging, the design plans, and uh, I think it's decluttering. You help people. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, you had asked me when we decided to do this interview, you asked me what can people do to spruce up their home for spring? Spring yeah. kind of, you know, makes us take a fresh look at our homes and our spaces and mm-hmm. and your space should be a reflection of you and it should make you feel happy to be in that space. Absolutely. And sometimes it's as simple as rearranging your furniture. Mm. Like for instance, uh, my home office mm-hmm. is not my favorite place. Okay. I've painted it. I have art on the walls. It's a reflection of me. It just wasn't really functioned well. So I rearranged it and moved the desk and I like it a whole lot better. (laughs) It's amazing. So so you help people with kind of maybe someone who isn't selling their home, but just wants to freshen things up. You'll meet with them and do a consultation. Right. Very cool. And the biggest thing that I notice is even if you watch 
love it or list it on HGTV. Sure. A lot of times those people don't dislike their homes. What they dislike is how unorganized they are yeah. and how um, frustrated their lack of organization makes them. It's not really the house. Yeah. A lot because of those sometimes people, they'll work on the house and then come back and they're like, oh, I want to stay here. I would have never thought to do that. Sure. So it's really looking at your home from a fresh set of eyes and saying, okay, what do I not like about this room? Or what do I love about this room that maybe I could incorporate somewhere else? But I think most people are most frustrated with um, lack of organization and searching for things. Yeah. And if you just take some time to clean out a drawer and make it easier to find the things you actually Absolutely. need, it's like the Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Kondo. It's the same concept. You know, you have too much stuff, so you go out and buy something because you can't find what you really need. And now you have more things. Now you have more things. Have you ever heard of the 5S method? It's like this Japanese work uh, thing. So have you ever bought like or seen those toolboxes where all the tools are in their own little like socket spot? You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. And when you're done, you put it back in this little... Theoretically. They don't always go back together. They don't always go back. But that's that's 5S. (laughs) Everything has its place and you always put it back when it's done. I used to work in this lab and the guy I worked with was really into 5S. And he was trying to incorporate it everywhere. Okay. Our lab, I kid you not, we had the table... And on it, he had taken a Sharpie and outlined every tool, <gasps> and that was where it went when you were done. Yeah, when you were done, you go to your work, and then you put this tool back there. And he said, now you never, ever have to think about, where did I put those scissors, mm-hmm. or where's the tape measure, or where's the you right. know pH, whatever. It's all where it's supposed to. I love it. It was amazing. And, and for a while, I, I was so on it, and I wanted to right. make my room like that, my right. office like that. Right. And it just doesn't happen, you know? Because, A, A, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing at all. It was just a table <laughs> with green tape and outlines It didn't everywhere. look good. No. So... But they, it wasn't stressful there, was it? No. Because you always knew. Mm-hmm. So, it's I can see what you're saying about, you know, making it yours and making it more practical. And right. Filling its use. Um, now, to your point, though... Yeah. The reason it doesn't stay that way is because we get away from those habits. Like, yes. you know, you said, I want that at home and I want that in my office. But you have to constantly stay on top of it. And let's face it, when you're up against a deadline, you're not worried about where you're putting that item. Mm-mm. So that's why spring cleaning and a refresh is such a great idea because you get all these new things for Christmas. Yes. You don't always eliminate something because you got something new. I mean, mm. how many of us stick it in the garage? Yes. And next thing you know, you really need to clean out the garage. <laughs> yeah, you're so, so right. So <laughs> spring is a great time to kind of reset and really look at that stuff. Absolutely. And make a donation to, you know, AMVETS or Interfaith where Wherever. it can really go to a great home and then you're less cluttered. Absolutely. So I, I had a, this question popped up in my head as you were talking about, you know, the consultations you do and mm-hmm. you mentioned that. That most people, you know, don't fall out of love with their home. They just don't like their organization or how things are functioning. Have you ever helped someone and or seen it where you know they reorganize or something and they're like, you know what, I actually like this home. I'm not moving. Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. I, it has happened. Here's here's what's crazy to me is okay. sometimes people will say, and sometimes you just can't be objective because it's your own. Yeah. Um. I'll walk through the home on a redesign and sometimes I get really stuck because 
for instance, recently I was in uh, San Marcos in an $800,000 home and you walked in and the first room you saw was the dining room, the formal dining room. Okay. They'd turn it into a kid's playroom. Oh, that's a little stressful, I feel like. It was not inviting. Yeah. And not the best first impression. So my first thought was, let's ask them, do they have a table? And they said, no, we don't. We don't. We have an outdoor table. So we, I said, well, we'll come back to this room. And at the end of the tour, we were in the garage, and they had a table in their garage. No way. It was an indoor-outdoor table. Mm. I said, don't put that outside. Put that in your dining room. You have to turn that back into a dining room. And we moved it, and they were like, oh, wow, we've never had this table in here. So they lived there for four years within no furniture in their dining room. <laughs> and then when I left, they said, wow, we should have done this a long time ago. Wow. It happens a lot. Yeah. So things you don't, you know, I mean, now for us thinking, talking about it, it sounds like, well, yeah, you, you do that. But sometimes you set things up for your circumstances and then right. later on you don't realize you could do it differently. Your circumstances change. But your stuff stays the same. Yeah, so oh, that's a good point, yeah. The other thing I love to do is feel free to shop in your home. What is- Those things are there because you really like them. Yeah. If you don't like them anymore, then it's time to move them along to someone else who can enjoy them. Yes. You know, donate them. And what I mean by shopping in your home is... Sometimes, you mentioned this in the beginning, sometimes when you go into someone's living room, there's nothing above the fireplace, but they have this fantastic piece of art hidden in their master bedroom that only they see. I see. So we can shop in that home and we can go into the master bedroom and I can suggest, you know, this is a fabulous piece and it looks great here. You would, however, get more impact if you were to put that over the fireplace. Okay. So shop in your own home and and move things around because it gives them new life. And then you might be excited about them again. Before you get rid of it, think about repurposing it into a different room or reusing it in a different way. Sure. That's a really good tip. I like that. I'm going to have to do that. I I wanted to ask you, I know you go into a lot of homes, you see a lot of sellers, you see a lot of things, and I, I don't, I'm not, you don't have to call specifics out, but have, what are some common mistakes or things you see in homes that maybe aren't the best use of space or are make a room feel not as uh, open or as mm-hmm. nice as it should? What are some common mistakes you see? I love this question. Yes. So one of my pet peeves is blocking features in homes. Yes. I have seen people put a sofa in front of a set of French doors that leads no out way. to the backyard. Oh, all the time. What? It works for them, which I get. But okay. if, you're you're, I guess you're right. if you're selling your home, you definitely won't, don't want to do that. And even if you're not selling your home, don't you want to encourage yourself to go out those doors and sit down for a minute and enjoy the beautiful weather and your pretty yard? Sure. Um, I don't love that idea. The other thing people do is they have furniture that kind of blocks a path to the next room and you feel like you have to walk sideways by that piece mm, of furniture. Maybe like a piano in a hallway or something. So, Definitely a so piano in the hallway. Yeah. Or a chair that's kind of, um, you know, on the way to, let's say in the great room. Yeah. It's blocking the path between the kitchen and the great room. Like, don't put that there. Yes. You want it to be open. Okay. You want it to be inviting. It doesn't feel inviting after you have to walk up 
around it and and go sideways. You want the room to encourage you to come in and sit down. That's that's not relaxing. The other thing is just too much furniture where the room really can't breathe. It's you know it's not a peaceful space. Sure, I think this this one I was a culprit of for a while. I would. Think of it more like Legos or puzzle pieces. <laughs> I just think like this fits here, this fits here, this mm-hmm. fits here. And as long as it fits, it must be meant for this room, you know. But now, uh, you know, after seeing more and learning a little more it's, right. and, and getting married, uh, you, learn, <laughs> <laughs> you learn that, you know, not every piece of furniture that fits has to go in that room. Or needs to be there. It needs to be there. There's maybe another place for it, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. my whole wall was covered with, you know, a cabinet here, a chair, or some sort of bookshelf. Right. Right. So that's very common. Yeah, that's very common. Okay, so that I'm glad it wasn't. No, that's so, very common. So you kind of went over the mistakes that people, like you said, uh, blocking features, and I know I wrote, um, and then you just went over like why they are mistakes, and may, maybe be, because they block features of the home and don't right. make, make it feel as inviting or open, right? Right. Uh, with spring around the corner, let's talk about some of the tips that you would give some people who are looking to spruce up their home. Okay. Um, any, any common things that could apply to a lot of people that maybe a good starting point? Okay. Um, one thing is spring cleaning. Yeah. You know, our ceiling fans, our baseboards, all that stuff gets dusty. Yeah. And if you, you know, you walk by it a hundred times a day, but then... Once in a while, you look at it and you go, oh, wow, that's grungy or that has cobwebs or whatever. So you want it to, you know, be fresh and clean. That always makes you feel good. Um, Spring, I would say definitely you just maybe want to be more organized. Go through some of that stuff that you aren't using. It might be time to pass it along. And again, don't uh, block the traffic flow. And then uh, your yard, it may need a little... Uh, pruning from all this rain. You know, you want to make sure the pathway is clear because from all this rain, we've got a lot of growth. My yard looks like Jurassic Park because <laughs> yeah. when, the, when the rain comes, my yard turns into a forest of weeds. It's crazy. Oh, that's not good. It's so that's crazy. Good. And then we have these trees that drop all these little seeds and now there's baby trees everywhere. Oh, so it's yeah. just, it's nuts. At least the ground is soft, so it's, it's easy lot. to pull out. One of my other favorite tricks is make sure that you're not blocking um, windows with furniture. Sometimes people put a large screen TV in front of a window. Yes, I'm guilty of that. I think we've all done it at some point, but it doesn't create the best ambiance in your home. You want to be happy in your home. That's the main thing. You want to be excited to be there at the end of the day. Absolutely. And ask yourself, what about this room is really working for me? And what about this room would I maybe like to change? It could be simple as furniture rearrangement. It may be that you want to spruce up the paint. You know, it doesn't last forever. We walk by, especially if it's flat paint. You know, it's you walk by with a backpack and you get a black scrape on it. Um, things like that. Absolutely. I think those are all really good tips. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're starting out and uh, when you're helping sellers kind of get ready to sell their home, what are some ways they can spruce up their bathrooms? Oh, wow. Okay. Your bathroom, I always say the same thing. Your bathroom needs to feel like a hotel bathroom. 
Yes! Right? Because hotel bathrooms always feel, like, great. They feel fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but why? Why is this so monumental to me? Why? This just blew my mind. Yes. Okay, why are hotel bathrooms so, like, oh? Because they're so clean. Yes. And they're so clean because you don't see anyone's toothbrush. There's no, like damp rug on the floor yeah there's definitely no soap bar anywhere no one wants to see that or a loofah you walk in and you see the tub or whatever and you think oh this looks so relaxing even if you're not a tub person you're thinking maybe i should use that yeah i i only use a tub if i'm like maybe on vacation it that's most people because it's like hey this tub's here let's use it (laughs) yes I can't believe how mind-blowing this is to me. But here's the thing. You are looking at the bathroom with a fresh set of eyes. Yeah. It's new to you. Mm -hmm. That's because everything was white. Now it makes sense. No, because they're not all white. Yeah. They're not all white. In fact, I painted my bathroom the color of a bathroom at um, a resort uh, called Terranea. Okay. It was this gorgeous, like, sea glass color and i came home and found the the color in my paint deck because that bathroom at that resort made me feel peaceful and serene and i said well who doesn't need that in their life absolutely and then they always usually smell smell really good smell very good like they smell like the soaps or whatever so that i'm gonna go implement that in my home like today i love it so that was great that was awesome okay so that brings me to social media questions i posted on my story that we would be Having a chat. Yes. And a couple people submitted some questions that I Excellent. thought we could go over. Let's see if they can stump me. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, here we go. So, the first one I got... I'm not going to say names. We'll just leave no, it anonymous. Names. We'll leave yeah. it anonymous. And the first one I got was from a friend of mine. And they asked... Oops. Hold on. Let me get to the question. For those of you listening, sorry for the delay. Um, <clears throat> there we go. Okay. What are some things to avoid... To uh, to avoid seeming like your home is a bachelor pad. Oh. What are some things to avoid seeming like a bachelor pad instead of an actual home? So a, a bachelor pad, I mean, you may want it to look like that. I think they're, what they're asking is, how do we make it feel warm? Sure. Is that right? Yeah. How, how do you make it not feel like a bachelor pad and make it feel more like a, a, a home? home. Yeah. Okay. So... A lot of times it might be you have white walls, there's no rugs, things like that. So texture and color mm-hmm. add warmth. So okay, so adding color. Mm-hmm. And that, that- it doesn't have to be. Some people really like white walls and they can work. So if you really love the white walls, then do art on the walls mm. and maybe add an area rug that has a little bit of color. There are a lot of things that you can do to add warmth, texture, color. You can do it with white walls. I mean, we've all seen that. Yeah, but the, 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 you use the other pieces of as accent points. Correct. Correct. And fill it with, you know, not fill. Fill is the wrong word, but put things in it that are important to you, that have meaning. Okay. You know, maybe you travel and you buy a piece of art from Italy. And every time you look at that, it reminds you of that trip. It takes you to that place that was so exciting. And... And then you can also talk about it. It's a talking piece, too. Absolutely. And that's kind of how homes are because yes. a lot of times, you know, usually whether it's a picture of a family or a picture mm-hmm. of, you know, a place you've been, like you said, mm-hmm. or just something around the home, someone's, you know, metal or book. And mm-hmm. so that's usually how it is. So maybe mm-hmm. those types of pieces add 
to home. They had warmth. Warmth. And warmth is the yes. keyword here. So yes. I think what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is oftentimes bachelor pads maybe will lack a warmth to them. Absolutely. They maybe are more set to... They're functional. Functional for that person living, for the, right. for the guy living right. there. Yeah, absolutely. Functional. Okay. Like think about your space mm-hmm. before you met your wife. Okay. And now think about your space now that you're married and you share that space. Okay. So the first thing that comes to mind is rug. Like we, we right. I didn't have no, any rugs. So right. we got it rugs. And art. We, right. I didn't have any art. Now we have art. Because art's not functional. No. And it's just kind of, well, or the art I would have was all maybe like, comic book movies. From when you were younger. Yeah, stuff from when you were younger, sure. Right, right. Like you said, maybe something, a travel piece or pictures would have been good. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. That's a a great tip. So, adding warmth through color and pieces throughout your home. Texture. Mm -hmm. Another question um, I had online was, what are some color palettes or color combinations that work really well together around a home? Mm, Okay, so when I stage a home, my go-to is a navy blue really any blue mm-hmm. but blue is a really uh, friendly color absolutely it also appeals to both men and women mm. if you go too feminine the husband's like eh, i don't love this mm-hmm. you go too masculine the wife doesn't love it blue hits home with a lot of people blue and white are one of my favorite things because it's really striking yeah it also photographs really well mm. but it's happy yeah it's and that's important. You want to be happy in your space. Absolutely. So, so really, use color that makes you feel good. I see. So find the colors that work well together. Blue is a good place to start. Absolutely. And uh, like you said, if, if maybe blue is not your color and you don't love it, try to find mm-hmm. a palette where it's a color scheme that makes you happy. Exactly. And that your partner exactly. agrees to. <laughs> right. That's huge. I often will ask people, "How do you want to feel?" In the space. Okay. And they kind of look at me like, what does that mean? Well, it's your office. How do you want to feel in this space? You probably don't want to feel serene. Sure. But you want to feel serene in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you want to feel in your breakfast area? You probably want to feel happy, you know, and like like a warm hug kind of a thing. And Absolutely. whatever color evokes that response for you oh, wow. is what you should gear towards like if i said to you yellow what comes to mind energy Ooh, that's good doesn't mean that you want to paint your bedroom that color no i'd feel i wouldn't be able to sleep no exactly so we have emotion attached to color and that's what you want to ask yourself is how does that color make me feel and is that how i want to feel in this room wow that's a good starting off point for most people that's amazing i love that because, you know, a, a, a fan deck of paints is completely overwhelming. You look at it and you go, oh, I don't know. There's yeah. like 87,000 choices. There's so many choices. <laughs> so that's where I encourage people to start is ask yourself, how do you want to feel in that room? And then the next question is, what color evokes that emotion for you? And sure. you may not know, but you can start to look at the things in your home or the things in your wardrobe, like your blue shirt or your wife's pink sweater. If that's a thing that makes you feel good, that might be a color starting point for you. Cool. All right. I like that a lot. I love that a lot. I'm learning a lot today. So awesome. I think we have time for one more question. Let, okay. me, let me look on here. Um, okay. Someone asked... 
I uh, I'm reorg- I want to reorganize my master bedroom. Okay. And I've read that it's bad to have a TV TV in your master bedroom. Is mm-hmm. that is that a real thing or how how much furniture should I really have in my master bedroom? Okay, that's a great question. And women ask me all the time, is it okay to do this? Is it okay to do that? And my answer is always if you're not selling your home, your home should be a warm and inviting space for you. Mm. So the question about the TV is really, how do you live your life? What works best for you? Okay. It really doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It's a personal preference thing. I will say this, though. If you can avoid having your office in your master bedroom, do it. Sure. It's supposed to be a retreat. It's not always an option to keep it out of there because... You don't have room anywhere else or you just had the third kid and you lost your office. I get it. But if you have the option, keep that as a sacred space where you go to relax. There's nothing relaxing about looking at work that's undone. Mm. So I say the TV, if, if it helps you relax at the end of the day, go for it. Okay. If, you know, if not, then don't have it in there. And many couples kind of quarrel about that. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I kind of combined two questions. So someone okay. asked about the TV, and then someone else asked how much furniture is too much in your bedroom. So th- th- okay. I think I don't know what that means, but that was okay. So let me ask you this: When you go into a store and you look at a price tag, yeah, there's sometimes you go, "Okay, that's okay, I can handle that." Other times you look at it and your shoulders kind of start to rise up towards your ears, like, "Oh, that's really expensive." You're like, how much okay. do I really want this thing? Exactly. <laughs> So when you walk into your room, how does this space make you feel? If you feel like your shoulders are creeping up towards your ears, like, like some rooms are stressful. Yeah. You may have too much furniture in there. Oh, it's a a personal preference. It's really about how you respond to the space. If the space stresses you out, then there might be too much furniture in there. Or maybe you just need to organize a little bit better and maybe you want to rearrange what you have, or you may really need to take a piece out. Okay. Most homes I go into, I I say things like, oh, this is a lovely chair. However, there's too much stuff in here, and buyers can't see your floors, which is really what they're buying. So you pick up that end, I'll pick up this end. Let's take this out to the garage. (laughs) That was great. Then they look at me like, Wow, I didn't even know what hit me and she already had it in the garage. <laughs> That's the plan, That's by the, the plan. way. That's Ooh, awesome. I gave away my secret. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Shannon, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun thank today. You. I think me this too. was a great interview and we learned, a, I know I certainly learned a, a lot. So awesome. I hope some of this information and those of you who participated in the questions, I hope you got your questions answered. That was a lot of fun. So. Everyone, again, this is Shannon Vilas with Organization and Design. And Shannon, do you have social media or website that you want to send people to? Yes. So you can find me on Facebook at Organization and Design. And I also have a website, OrganizeAndDesign.com. OrganizeAndDesign.com. Cool. And on Facebook as well. So cool. Look her up. Learn more about her business. She is a North County San Diego business. So you, you know we always support those on the show. So Shannon and I work together. So if you work with me, you're working with Shannon as well. So hope all of you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next episode. Take care, everyone. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Shooting the Breeze with Gio Ruiz. The music for this episode is called Soda Pop 
and you can check it out at purpleplanet.com along with more of their work. If you like this episode, share it with somebody you know. And if you're looking to buy or sell a home in San Diego County, work with a realtor who knows your neighborhood. Check out GeoRuizRealEstate.com for more information. Until next time, take care.